answer to a healthy life is more than just eating right and exercise. These things are important, but how do we achieve overall well-being? Welcome to The Well, a space where we share stories and discuss topics that rejuvenate your mind, body, and spirit, creating a path for a happier, healthier, more balanced you. Let's begin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are back and welcome to The Well Radio where we break down all things women wellness and find answers to the house of living healthier, happier, fulfilling lives. I'm your host, Angie, and I am joined today by my girl and co-host, Erica, and a special guest for you all who we'll introduce in a minute. I can't believe it's 2019. Welcome, <laughs> ladies. Yes, thank you, Angie. Happy New Year, Angie. Happy New Year, listeners. Once again, we're here to start the new year off right. Today, we're joined by none other than Morgan Elliott of Quake Fitness Training. Just a little bit about her. She's a certified personal trainer, health coach, and she can be our number one fan along the way. She actually started where most of us are, overweight by 20 plus pounds with no idea where to start and nonchalant about making a change until her help told her to. So here she is a year later with that weight loss, and she can now be our guide through the thick and thin. So before we get started, I just want to ask a simple question. So how did you make that first step in your new normal? Ooh, that was a tough one. So my first step, of course, was I had to I gained the weight. That was where the issues came in. And I wasn't really finding anything wrong with that. I was kind of chilling. It was cold out. So, you know, we're all usually hibernating when it's wintertime. Um, you eat healthy, happy. And what really happened for me was that my clothes started to not fit. Mm. So after that happened, I was like, wait a minute, something's weird. I've been in these same clothes for the same past years. I loved how I look. And, you know, I watched myself change every day. So it's not like I could see the 20 pounds that I had gained, but my clothes told me, were like, wait a minute, something's up here. So, <laughs> so, you know, once I gained that weight, it was like, all right, I've got to start doing something. So at that time I was working at a health food store and that was when I started learning how to eat healthy. So that was my first step, eating healthy and fixing the things that I was eating. It was more vegetables, more water, and really focusing on me. And then after that was where the exercise came in. Now, exercise, it wasn't the easiest part for me because I had never stepped foot in a gym. I was always used to kind of just being a good, healthy weight. I was never... I was never needing to be in a gym or to exercise. So mm. after all that happened, um, stepping into the gym was the first hardest step to make. I wasn't comfortable in it. It took me a few years really to, or a few months really to get used to it. So after all that happened, that was when the weight finally started falling off slowly, but surely. And then I kind of took a look back and I did some reflecting and, you know, I was like, wait a minute, if fitness and nutrition and health is this hard, there's some people out there who need help. And if I was able to overcome it and if I was able to do it and conquer it myself, I want to become that resource for people. So that first step, it was a lot of steps, but it led up to one big success, which is where I am now as a personal trainer, certified and a health coach as well. Oh, cool. So if you are just joining us, welcome to The Well Radio. As a reminder, we are also streaming this live on Facebook at The Well Radio. Please join us, ask us questions, join in the conversation 
She will be here to answer any questions that you may have. Of course, it's the new year now. And <laughs> new year, new we, me. New yeah. year, new me. <laughs> in the most non-cliche way mm-hmm. possible. We have people who have made resolutions. If you don't believe in resolutions like I do, you have goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but staying the course and staying consistent, I think, is key. And even if we know that, it's still hard to stay the course. Mm -hmm. And the gym is not something new for most of us. But how Mm. do we stay in the gym in 2019? And be consistent. And be consistent. Mm. So staying in the gym, first, you got to get in the gym. That's the first thing. Um, (laughs) After we get in there, the trick to the key to staying in there is to have a goal in mind. So if you don't have a goal in mind, you don't know what you're working towards. Mm. So you want to have a goal, whether it is to look healthy, whether it is to lose a certain amount of pounds or your goal is to better your endurance so you can walk longer without feeling out of breath. It doesn't matter what your goal is. It's just to have one. That's the important part. That will take care of a lot of the hard work for you because now you have a reason to go to the gym and to be in the gym and to get in there. If that is not enough, find some friends, do a group fitness class, you know, do some YouTube videos where you can kind of watch as you work, do something to get you motivated and moving at the same time. That's what I think is the biggest way to get you staying in there and consistent. Okay, awesome. And what are your views on going cold turkey? And by cold turkey, I mean, let's say in order to, you know, reach your New Year's goals, you say, okay, now I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to make sure I'm working out. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking water. I'm going to make sure I'm Mm -hmm. doing these type of workouts. How do you feel when people switch what they're doing 360? Do you think they're most likely to stay the course with that? Or should they focus on small, scalable steps? I think, of course, it depends on the individual. I myself can go cold turkey and stick with it with no problem. But that's also coming from someone who's of an impulsive nature. (laughs) So I'm one to stop and, you know, just start right away. But making those small changes is what's going to benefit someone who can't go cold turkey. So instead of starting the gym where you're going in and you're going five days a week, you're going in there for an hour, two hours at a time. Start with something small. Start with going on the treadmill for 10 minutes and then increase it to 15 minutes when you find that easy. And then start with increasing your nutrition. Don't try to cut out everything at one time because these are things that you love and that you have loved for a long time. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you can keep some of those things and introduce some of the new good things while making things better. Right. Like Biscoff cookies. Mm-hmm. Will I have to give those up? No, but you can drink a cup of water before and after. Ooh. <laughs> I, I think That's I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. That's a good one. That's a tip. That's a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of nutrition, let's stay here and explore this a little bit because... We know from science and the facts that a healthy body is made in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. We can go and work out all we want Mm -hmm. and go to the gym seven days a week. But nutrition plays a big part of it. Absolutely. Um, So we were just speaking about the Sundays Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) meal preps, which I admittedly fail at every single (laughs) Sunday. But give us a few tips about Mm. making sure you are successful in eating those clean, healthy meals throughout the week and taking it week by week or day by day with me. (laughs) So, yes, tell us what you do. I know in your um, and we'll give our listeners and viewers your Instagram handle so they can follow you. But take us through your meal prep Sundays. Okay, so I am 
a huge cook. I love cooking. I've been watching Gordon Ramsay shows for a long time. That's how I've learned how to cook. Now, learning what to cook started from the months that it took on my fitness journey of losing weight. It was increasing the vegetables, increasing the water, increasing the healthy proteins. So the easiest thing that you can do is to start small. Do not try to plan out meal prepping for an entire week if you don't even know what you're going to eat for lunch that same day. You've got to start with something that you already know what you're doing. So if you can cook rice, cook rice. If you can cook chicken, cook chicken. And if you can cook broccoli, cook that. Now make it in a larger quantity and put all that together and separate it so you can eat that same meal for lunch and for dinner that week. That way you're now prepared and it didn't take you too much time. You already know what you're doing. You didn't have to introduce anything drastically new. You were able to make do with what you already are familiar with. So that's going to be one of the easiest ways to meal prep itself. Now to get started, it's going to take a little bit more than that because you've got to now section out your time and figure out, okay, where do I have time in my life to actually dedicate to cooking? One of our biggest misconceptions that we have is that we don't have enough time. So what I like to do if I'm in that situation is I will go for an entire day or a week and I'll lay out everything that I've done for that week at every time. From that log, I'll look and I'll see, okay, I've had six hours where I was binge watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. I've had eight hours where I was taking extra naps or where I was reading a book. Take that time and section it out so you can now invest in yourself. And investing in yourself by meal prepping and healthy grocery shopping, drinking water, planning out your food, planning out your gym days. Take some time to focus on the things that are only going to take you an hour instead of wasting all this time that you've got with watching something as fun as Netflix. Right. And when we even talk about meal prepping, then comes the question, what exactly are we putting in our food in terms of ingredients? Because maybe the way I was cooking before, you know, wasn't healthy because I'm using all of the bouillon cubes. So if we're starting to cook new volumes for the week, how should we alter our recipes or should we lay off of certain spices? Mm. So that's a good one. Spices, I always say in order for you to stick with something, it's got to taste good, feel good, look good. So I wouldn't recommend laying off the spices too much. Maybe some of the more unhealthy additives like the barbecue sauces or the extra oils that come from frying foods. Yeah, you might have to get a light brand next. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I don't I never recommend to completely get rid of a certain food or I never recommend that my clients go on any diets because diets are made to start and to stop. Mm. It's a 14 day, a 30 day, a two week day or a two week plan. It's never a full lifestyle. That's what I focus on. You know, you need to make sure that you are understanding what you're putting in your body. And that can come from reading the nutrition labels on packaging. So looking at the protein and the sodium and the carbohydrates, the fat content, start to really learn about what those actually mean. There's plenty of articles and resources on that. And that's probably the easiest step. And then go from there, you know, start adding in more vegetables, adding in more water, starting to take in less of the bad things that you're having every day. Try to find replacements. So do you find that meal prepping actually helps you with eating healthier throughout the week and is there a way for so for you the Sunday meal prepping works Mm -hmm. is there a way to meal prep where because not everyone's week starts on Sundays Mm -hmm. for instance Mm -hmm. right so is there a way to incorporate other days in the week maybe do like two meal preps absolutely because I think I feel like I have this misconception of (laughs) meal prep meal Mm -hmm. just not that 
they might be nutritious, but they're not, what's the word? Like we were talking about spices. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to eat a two-day-old meal Mm -hmm. or a three-day-old meal. So how do we make them delicious or scrumptious two days later? Mm. Some of that will really come in making it a meal that you can add some variety to. So if you start with something small and simple like chicken, rice, and broccoli, it's pretty plain, pretty boring. Right. But day one, you might want to add in a little bit of salt, pepper, and garlic into that. And then maybe a little bit of a sesame dressing on top. Then day two, you can take that same bland meal and you can dress it up with something different to keep adding in variety. You can also swap in a few different things. So what I would like to do is I would like to prep more than one protein and more than one vegetable. Mm. That way now I don't have just chicken, rice, and broccoli. I have chicken rice and broccoli and salmon, rice and asparagus. So now it's not just one boring meal. I've got two varieties of meals. Um, And then I think that also with us not all having the same starting day of the week, it doesn't all have to be done on Sunday. I actually personally like to do my grocery shopping on Saturday and my cooking on Sunday. And if I have an extra day after in the week, I'll cook some more during that day. But figure out what time you have available and figure out where you have time you can dedicate to this and then go from there. So for some people, it might look like a prepping of a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So you're prepping for two days at a time instead of prepping for seven days at a time, because some things do happen. You do sometimes mess up the quantity that you're cooking and you don't always get in seven full meals or 14. If you're counting in lunch and dinner, you might end up being a little short and making five or a funny story. A few weeks ago, I dropped one of my lunches at work. Luckily, I had a second one on me, (laughs) but sometimes that happens. Then you lose an entire meal. So, you know, you want to try to prep for the worst case scenarios of dropping a deliciously scrumptious meal and have a backup. (laughs) But it all depends on the person and your schedule. Do what works for you. Break it down to as many or as um, as least amount of meals as you need. Right. And then before we move on, so there's this misconception that meal prepping can be expensive. Mm. So what are your recommendations for some of our listeners who may be a bit on the budget nista side? Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. say that. If you're on a tight budget, one of the things that you want to look at is planning ahead as much as you can. So if you, let's say your budget is like $50 for an entire week of food, Mm -hmm. you don't want to just go in the grocery store and hope that you spend the $50 the right way. You want to create a blueprint for yourself. You want to estimate that a bag of frozen broccoli, frozen vegetables, by the way, are usually a little bit less expensive than the fresh food, but a bag of frozen broccoli and a pack of frozen chicken will cost you this much versus just going in the store and winging it. So buy things that are a little bit more convenient and more cost friendly, like Frozen corn, frozen broccoli, canned goods, those are always great. And then also go for like a rotisserie chicken. Those are great options if you don't have time to cook a whole chicken breast or to grill chicken, all that fun stuff. Because that might be 4 or $5 in the grocery mm-hmm. store. And then you pull it apart and you've got meat for the entire week. So try to find things that can work with your budget and work with your time and plan ahead. That is like the biggest thing I can say. Especially if you're cooking for a family, yes. everyone's diet mm-hmm. restrictions being different and everyone's preferences mm-hmm. being different. So, yes, definitely planning a- ahead of time right? and budgeting yes. and going in with the blueprint mm-hmm. and staying consistent with your meal plans. And make it fun. Okay. A lot of times we think <laughs> that the meal planning with the family, it's almost impossible. Yeah. But make your, you know, bring your kids in with it. Have your kids wash the fruits and vegetables. Have your 
older children, help you cut them, help them season it. You don't have to do it all by yourself. You can make it a family event. And then what you eat is also going to show them what they should be eating. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You are listening to The Well Radio, joined today by Morgan of Quake Fitness. We will jump into Quake Fitness in a minute. I just wanted to give a shout out to Health Plan USA, which is why we are here today. The Well Radio is brought to you and made possible by Health Plan USA. If you do not have health insurance or are underinsured for whatever reason, whether you are a business owner, a contract worker, if you don't qualify for Medicaid or marketplace insurance, for $24.95, you can get access to incredible discounts on healthcare services, including your doctor visits, diagnostics, dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Check out healthplanusa.org for more information on that. So thank you again for joining us. We are live on Facebook at The Well Radio. So please join in the conversation as we speak to Morgan about our fitness journey in 2019 and staying the course. I know I need some pointers. I don't know about you, Erica, but um, <laughs> but something very interesting that came up when we were researching and especially on your website is the your goal to reduce the 39.1% obesity rate in black women in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, speak to us a little bit about that. So in Maryland, the statistics of obesity are very high amongst uh, women of color. And that percentage is 39.1%. So think about 39% of people you see them all being obese and overweight. The statistic for Caucasian women is also, I think it's like 27%. Mm. So these numbers in women are very high, especially when you compare them to the men's statistics, which are about 22%. So my big challenge and my big push, my work is dedicated to helping women lose the weight, eat healthy and keep it sustainable and make sure it works with them. One of the biggest things that we have against us are the varying hormones. As you get up in age, you've got menopause, things that slow down your metabolism. So like right when you start doing good and right when you start losing the weight, then your metabolism's like, now nah, we're going to slow down. We're going to work against you for a little bit. So I focus a lot on making sure that the things we do are going to help keep you accountable, keep you steady and on the right route. And the problem with the statistic being so high is that Women are the caregivers in most households and what your children see, what whoever you're living with, whatever they see, it's usually whatever you're doing. So it's not really just that our health affects us. It also affects everyone around us. So when it comes to and you mentioned a very big part of where I was going with this question, the challenges and the obstacles for especially us women being caregivers and mm -hmm. our time being spent taking care of everyone else. But us. But what are the challenges that you've seen and the obstacles that you've seen with working with women and how do we overcome those challenges, especially where it comes to mm -hmm. um, time, mm -hmm. you know, to take care of ourselves, whether it's motivation to stay consistent and, you know, just give us a little bit about what you've seen in your experience um, working with women. So I've seen that we can be very complicated creatures, but um, we can also be very simple creatures. We don't need much. We need big pushes. We need goals. We need reasons of why we're doing something. And we also need to take care of others and we need to take care of ourselves, which is the one thing that we usually aren't doing. Mm -hmm. And a big challenge in that 
is that we always are apt to put others first before ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is not a horrible thing. But when you do it your entire life without giving yourself time, that's when the problem sets in. That's when your health starts to fall on the back burner or that's when you stop paying attention to what you're eating and to what you're doing and you focus on how everyone else around you is and how, you know, how you can take care and make everyone else better. We've got to flip that switch and we've got to make sure that we are putting ourselves first in a lot of situations because if we aren't a top priority and if we aren't in the best health that we can be in, how can we help everyone else? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about your professional background. So here you are a certified personal trainer and health coach. Yes. Can you tell us the difference between the two and also touch upon the importance of certification? Because in this age of social media, you know, we see a lot of people once they lose maybe 10, 20 pounds, you know, they can come on and they're possibly mm-hmm. preaching uh, different ways for you to lose the weight, which may not necessarily be the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And that may be a fad. So just Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So the personal trainer, your typical personal trainer and what we study for is to help individuals lose weight and help them better their endurance or flexibility, get them motivated for exercise and fitness and for making the ultimate body composition change. So changing how you look and how you feel. And then health coach is on a little bit more of an advanced side. So we focus on the sustainability of the lifestyle changes and making sure that stress is also down because, you know, you've Mm -hmm. got your healthy eating, you've got the stress, you've got the fitness. You also have your mindset that plays a big part in that. And that's what the health coach is also there for. And the health coach is there also to make sure that you have balance in all these areas because I'm not sure if you all have seen like the life balance circle where it's got like health and fitness and you rank them all like one to 10. Mm -hmm. The health coach is there to coach every area except for fitness. And the personal trainer is there to coach the fitness Mm -hmm. sector. So I became certified in both because I know that it's not just an easy answer of go to the gym and exercise. Your body composition is actually composed 80% of what you eat and drink and 20% of your activity levels. So Angie, what you mentioned earlier is that you can go to the gym a million times a week and you can still eat all the fast and the processed food in the world, but you will not see the change that you're looking for. So I got my certifications and I studied for about six months in order to be able to provide the science and the facts and the whys and hows of what we're doing and what you're going to be doing for the next couple of months to change your life and reroute it in the right direction. Yeah, it's a balance of the physical, exactly. mm-hmm. eating, mental, the and, mental mm-hmm. and really it's it's the well personified. And that's why we created this space, because we wanted to to ask these questions and find answers as to how we can bridge all that together, because we realize that just keeping fit or eating right or being spiritually healthy individually, they don't really make up for a healthy person. But how do we bridge all of them together and bring them all together to, um, to create that fulfilling, right? Mm -hmm. Healthy wellness. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were, you mentioned something about sustainable, changes Mm -hmm. in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And we like to give (laughs) our listeners and our viewers a few takeaways, tangible ones that they can make in their lives starting now Mm -hmm. to create those changes in their lives to make them sustainable so that they can continue to lead healthier, happier, fulfilling lives. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So give us a little, like a few tips here and there. I think my favorite tip to give out is to 
eat your vegetables. That is the biggest and that is the easiest thing. Whether you start with eating broccoli or you start with eating celery, eat your vegetables and just go from there. That is what's going to help you with nutrition because that's one of the biggest things. We need all the vitamins and the food from there. And then also drink your water. We often fill our bodies with teas and sugary drinks and sodas and all these other liquids that they taste good, but they don't give our body anything. Your body is composed of about 70% water. So you need to drink the liquid of life in order to have a is healthy there a way living. To make drinking water fun, <laughs> oh, there is. Don't say fruit the water. No, oh, so I'm tired of seeing infusers. <laughs> so the water can yeah. get a little old by, mm-hmm. the, by the time you're drinking the fourth. It's like, can I just yes. add something to? Yes. This? So there are tons of those little packets of things to add to the water with the fruit flavoring and the juice flavoring to make your water taste like. Uh, fruit punch and strawberry and all these other things that it's not. They're really good. They have actually like seen a lot more that are low in sugar, that are low in like added ingredients. So you can find a lot of healthy ones. You can take those, pour it in a bottle of water, shake it up and you're good to go. And now you've got water plus some strawberry flavoring. And then I also, you know, like I said, I don't recommend to not eat or to not drink certain things. You want right. to eat and drink what you like because it is what you like and what you have always liked and will always like. Make sure that you increase the good things. You increase your water and you increase your sleep and increase your vegetables and continue eating the things that you like, but make these good small steps first rather than trying to go cold turkey and cut all the bad things out. Mm. So drink. I think that was our favorite tip. Drink water if you want to eat your biscoff. Yes. If you want to eat your cookie, drink water first and after. Yes. And you had a post on your Instagram mm-hmm. that said reward yourself. Yes. And that is what's going to stick in my head as one mm-hmm. of the principal takeaways because other programs are like, you have to go cold turkey, but it's okay to reward yourself when you reach that milestone. Yes. Yep. Stay consistent. <laughs> get an accountability partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have a goal. Yes. So we can't just do it without having something that we're working towards. Exactly. This is what Erica, we were talking Mm -hmm. about this outside of the studio. Mm -hmm. And she asked, can I just, you know, work out just to work out? Or Mm -hmm. can I just, you know, not have a, you have to have a goal. Or progressive goals, like not just to fit in the dress, because once you fit in the dress, then you really have no motivation. Exactly. So you want to stay fitting in that dress. That's the goal after you get into it. So, but your Mm -hmm. goal can be to maintain also. Yes. So once exactly. you fit into that dress, it could be my goal is to stay fitting in this dress. Yes. <laughs> so if we don't have any questions, I'm going to look through our Facebook live feed. If we don't have any questions, if you have any last minute remarks to make, but please also give our viewers and our listeners your contact yes, information. Of where to find Quake Fitness, especially if you're in the Baltimore County area. White Marsh area. Yes. So let us know how to reach you. So I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook and I have my own website, all of which are under the label of Quake FT. So that's Q-U-A-K-E-F-T. And you can also call me, which would be at 443-842-6823. And we can set up your free consultation. We can work out. I can be your health coach. I can get you from point A to point B, all the way to Z, or whatever your next letter you want to get to. Right. I can get you to your goals, and from it, the really big challenge is that it takes you. Do you do virtual? 
I don't do virtual yet. It is something I'm working on because that's where everyone is. So it's something that is in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it's a wrap, guys. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> many, many thank yous to Morgan for joining us today and dropping all the gems for us to carry into our 2019. If you missed it, catch the replay on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TV, at The Well Radio. Follow, subscribe to stay updated on The Well Radio happenings. And remember to just keep moving. You made your goals. Don't just hope they happen. Make them happen. You have the control of your health. If you say you can't, you never will. That's from Morgan herself. Here's to crushing those goals in 2019. And I am so ready. I don't know about you, but it's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much. Stay well. The Well Radio is brought to you by Health Plan USA, a new way to take charge of your health care costs. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to our podcast at The Well Radio. Until next time, stay happy, stay whole, and stay well.